This week, we have continuing coverage of the Lil Nas X music video, our reactions to the ending of the QAnon documentary, and allegations of abuse in BU's anti-COVID initiatives. All of this and more, and more, coming up in episode 25. I got big news. Big, big news to open the show. Sophia, can you give me a drum roll, please? I'm giving you one telepathically. Is that the right word? A telepathic drum roll? Even better. Uh, Your boy got his COVID vaccination appointment. Oh, Uh, hell yeah. As of this recording, I'm getting it in three days on the 8th. So probably by by the time a lot of people are listening to this, I will have gotten my first vaccination shot. So... Enjoy only being tracked by your phone for the next three days. That's true. After tomorrow, Bill Gates will have a whole new way to track me sitting in my room by myself all day. I don't well, know if the trackers in the first or the second dose, though. Uh, I think I assumed it was half a tracker in each and then they like combine in your body. Then I've got half a tracker already in me. So <laughs> that's true. Sophia already got her first shot. Did you get it when? Like last week? Yeah, I did. How does it feel? I did not have that many side effects. I felt very exhausted the day after. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also alive in the year 2021, so I don't know how much of that was coincidence. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel exhausted every day anyway. Yeah. So I don't know how much of a change that's really going to be. I don't think I'll even notice, frankly. you Do you have a good immune system? No. Okay, then you might be in luck because I've heard that the better your immune system, the harder the response is because your immune system is like, oh shit, I got stuff to fight. And I have virtually no immune system, so my body was just kind of like, all right, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, I've heard it both ways. I oh. think it's I Okay, think it's just so a there, there are no trends. It just happens. Yeah, I think it's just a toss-up <laughs> on whether or not it fucks you up a little bit or not. I don't. Well, I think there's no way to tell. We haven't really talked that much about COVID on this podcast because, after all, it's called brain bleach. We're trying to distract the people of the world. Yeah. However, something that I've found amusement in throughout the pandemic is everyone trying to describe symptoms because it seems like everything is a symptom. Exactly. This is the weirdest fucking virus Mm-hmm. And I've like people will be like, oh, I sneezed like four times yesterday. It's I've heard that's a symptom. Yeah. No, I woke up this morning with just like a little bit of a sore throat. And my mom was like, that's a symptom of COVID. You just got to get rid of that right now. They won't let you get your, your vaccine. I'm like, or maybe I just like have allergies and I'm also kind of sick because I don't feel well. It's definitely not COVID because I don't have a fever or anything. Uh, and I feel like it, I had a little bit of a sore throat this morning that went away. Uh, How many hours of sleep did you get? 14 hours of sleep last night, baby. That's went something to, worth celebrating. On yeah, this went podcast. to bed at went to bed at 8 p.m. Woke up at 10 a.m. Like a like a bad bitch. <laughs> that is a bad bitch move. It really was. I was so exhausted because my brother does this thing because we share a room, me and Brady. And oh, really? Yeah, and I actually like sharing. People are I always did like, I not know that. Yeah, people are always like, that must suck, sharing a room. And I was like, no, he's the one person I don't at all mind sharing a room with. Um, But he does this thing where he'll take a nap 
from like eight o'clock to 11 o'clock and then wake up and start doing his homework. And so he saw me asleep at eight and he thought I was just pulling one of his moves and he kept being, <laughs> I kept waiting for you to wake up and you just never did. And then I left for school at like nine and you were still asleep. I had, a, there was a period of time over winter break where I was just bored and depressed. I seriously had nothing to do and I, and I don't know how to read, so couldn't do that. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember getting in this routine of not, I don't even want to call it napping because I would, it was like half awake. Mm-hmm. I guess. Dis- I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it wasn't dissociating. I don't want to undermine that. Like, but mm-hmm. I would just kind of zone out, be drowsy as fuck from like yeah. eight, from like six to ten. Yeah. And then try to go back to sleep because what and else then, would I do with my time? And then you come back to reality just long enough to actually fall asleep. Yeah, exactly. But I don't sleep. That's true. You don't sleep. It's horrible. I don't know if we've talked about this before, but your your sleep schedule is the most insane thing to me because my I would si- my psychiatrist fully agrees. <laughs> well, I would be like waking up and like getting out of bed, and you would be like already you've been awake for like six hours. Yeah, I've been like that, not to this extreme forever. Mm-hmm. And I remember in middle school when it started getting cool to stay up late or. Whoa, mm-hmm. guys, I only got six hours of sleep last night. I don't know why people thought that was like a bad bitch thing. And no, it sucks. I, yeah. I, well, and then people would be like, I got a full nine hours. See, to me, like we just discussed, that's a bad bitch move. It really is. If you can fucking sleep, good for you. Have you ever considered that the reason you're mentally ill is because <laughs> you wake up you're you're awake for too long of the day. I only have to be with my thoughts and be perceiving the world for like 14 hours a day. But you I, have to be raw dogging life like 20 out of the 24 hours. I feel so attacked right now. And I, like, I don't want to get into my like clinical diagnosis on our podcast. But part of the problem is I have the physical symptoms and mental symptoms of exhaustion Mm. without the element of being tired Mm. so my brain doesn't make the connection that i'm actually just very sleep deprived all the time (laughs) and that's why i am the way i am and i do constantly think about the fact that i cannot escape my demons even in the night (laughs) see i what i was doing for comedy turned out to be correct i could be an excellent psychiatrist (laughs) Thank you for the therapy session. By the way, we weren't using the term mentally ill in a derogatory way. Everyone on this show is mentally ill. (laughs) And if all the guests we ever have are required to be mentally ill, we will not have anyone, you know, healthy and generally happy with themselves would never be allowed on the show. And that's a rule we both take very seriously. Happy and healthy are not two words to describe either of us. No, no. And if they tried to get on the show... I we would probably riot and and or commit acts of violence against them because it's just it's so against what we stand for on this program. While we're talking about it, a friend of mine and I the other day um, had a conversation about how 
in the past couple years, the parameters for having mental health issues just keep on growing. And Mm -hmm. it seems like it's getting to a point where having a working mind makes you mentally ill which like i don't i don't know that that's wrong that it could be true because the world sucks but like Mm, that's true if you're making it through all this completely unbothered you're the weird one yeah if you're alive right now and aware and don't have problems that you're a little fucked something to really be concerned about yeah but Mm. but like i've i've definitely had issues like on a chemical level since I was a kid and I'm not proud of that it's not something that I'm like happy about as part of my identity Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people take it with stride for whatever reason and it's just I don't know why I just feel like it's becoming a bit of a problem and I've tried to limit how much I talk about my mental health or how I talk about it because I don't want to undermine the problems I have or even mm. really share the depth of them with people. You don't want to reveal your demons to the world? <laughs> I really don't. And I mean, <laughs> what I do, I, ta- I say a lot of shit that makes people like, oh, yikes. But I'm really just grazing the surface. So <laughs> make of that what you please. You have no idea the things I've seen. <laughs> yeah, the way I see the world isn't something I wish for others. Uh, well, uh, happy for you for that. Yeah, with that uplifting news. Yeah, um... I have, I have a thing that I did wanna, I did wanna mention today. So this was an article. So the Daily Free Press is the student newspaper at Boston University. And they ran this article this morning, or yes, this morning. And it's, uh, student government launches investigation into fuck it won't cut it funding and allegations of abuse. So guys, fuck it won't cut it is officially canceled and we're taking them down. Did you see this? I didn't. I don't, (laughs) I don't follow the daily free press. I don't either. It got sent to a group chat I'm in. But oh, I, I was saying that ironically, because for those of the, who don't know, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm a former uh, member of the board of directors and editor and current writer. <laughs> Look at her. She's so qualified. Hell yeah. I only read my own articles. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But like, yeah, anyway, that's yeah. all. I, I only ever read my own articles. Do you want to unpack? Fuck it. Won't, what? Fuck it. Don't, yes. So what, I don't even know. So Fuck It Won't Cut It is this initiative that is, I believe, sponsored by the university uh, to just like raise awareness about uh, how it's important to take the rules around COVID seriously. Uh, And it's like to get, you know, the student population aware about rules and stuff like that. Oh, and 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 they thought putting the word fuck in it would make it reachable. Honestly, it kind of worked. Yeah, I know. Like, I, I think it's been a success, right? honestly yeah like i saw the word fuck on a school thing and i was like whoa wait what it got like national news coverage too like they were talking about it like on cnn and stuff i'm blind to anything that happens with bu that's crazy good good for Mm -hmm. them anyway apparently not um well so student got this so the article it's it's not a very well written article um shout out to the author well we can deconstruct why i shouldn't say it's badly written i there are problems that i personally have with it that we can get into um but 
the it just talks about so fuck it won't cut it the student government has opening a formal investigation into where their funding has come in coming from and look into allegations of harassment and abuse perpetuated by members of the public health health i can't talk right now public health initiative there we go i made it through all that whole sentence almost um but what they're saying that the the main point is the investigation launched from posts on bu's reddit page questioning where money for these initiatives was coming from because apparently last week they gave out a thousand free blue bike codes and Holy so everyone's shit. like how are they paying for this um and then uh there's only one paragraph like one sentence basically about the abuse part which is just said it's basically like yeah, and also there was an allegation of verbal abuse, and we're going to investigate that. Um, what do, do you have any any gut reactions? Do you think "fuck it won't cut it" is guilty? I was looking at the article as you were describing it, and mm-hmm. first I want to say everything starts with Reddit. Shout Obviously. out to Reddit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not a sponsor of this, but we're um, private sponsors of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Second, I really like that one of the witnesses they used uh, for testimony in this case, I guess, is the PR director of Fuck It Won't Cut It or spokeswoman. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And of her response is, oh, we're not aware of this. Like, what do you, what, what Are do they you ever? think she would say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I have... It, I have a question because yeah. I'm like I said I'm just kind of glazing over the or yeah bleh, I cannot speak I'm grazing over this article. Um, is fucking won't cut it a student run group or is it through the university? Well, so yeah, it's that's it, what's confusing. I think it's both. It's okay. run almost entirely by students. I'm pretty sure, um, but. That's why I'm confused. They, when they're talking about there's an investigation into where their funding comes from. Yeah. Feels like that should be like a 15 minute investigation at the most. That right? also doesn't feel like something that should be investigated. That should just be in their mission statement or yeah. organization proposal. Well, um, yeah, because you see investigation into funding. You assume like, oh, they're doing some shady stuff and they might be getting some money like through the back door right but from the way at least this article is written it seems like they have no idea where any of the money has come from like period yeah and that that should be an easy question to answer i think yeah um and the the person who wrote this article just did nothing to try and fill in the blanks like whatsoever they were just like this investigation is happening here is no outside information or context uh to help like fill in the blanks and then very confusing yeah and then i also have i know this isn't a dig on the writer because i know i don't know how the freak works but i know generally in journalism people writing articles don't have control over their headlines um yeah i can before you continue i can confirm that writers are encouraged to come up with their own headlines but more often than not, the editor is the one who decides the headline. Yeah. So, 
yeah, not necessarily dig on the writer, but I think the the headline is kind of clickbaity. Right. It's student government launches investigation into fuck it won't cut it funding allegations of abuse. Oh, like talking that's about wording it like that and yeah. and saying like, allegations of abuse like that it's a very clicky headline and then when you're talking about like the allegations of abuse is literally two sentences in a I'm guessing thousand plus word article. No, probably a thousand words. I'm um, saying this um, with an imaginary bulletproof vest on. Mm-hmm. Freep is clickbait. They're literally <laughs> all about clickbait. And I mean, I like I say that like it's a dig, but that's the approach that pretty much all student journalism organizations take now. And mm. I understand why and i'm guilty of doing that myself on news pieces that i've done however it's really fucking annoying (laughs) and i like i said i get it that's becoming the standard because online traffic is pretty much the only way it's read Mm -hmm. but it's still really annoying well because it's just it's unclear and then you're reading an article looking for specific information that you don't find and then by the end of the article you're like Okay, cool. I just spent two minutes of my life reading this for no reason. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like, it's good to be informed. But unfortunately, when the article doesn't offer the information you're looking for, it just kind of goes, I was going to say in one ear, out the other, but I guess mm. into your optical nerve and then out. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to. And I don't want to rip on this specific article too no, much. No, of course. Again, like I, I'm not trying to make someone like feel bad, um, because no, I understand. There are there's there's good bits in the article. This is obviously just a student uh, who is like trying their best, and is I am a journalism major, and they are uh, they are much better journalists than I than I am currently. So all the praise like praise to them as well. I was just pointing out some some problems I had with it. One thing in it that I do think is right on the money. So like I said, there are two sentences about the allegations of abuse. And the second sentence is, it's a quote, uh, a sort of superiority complex seems to be the commonality in some of these allegations, he said. And I think that is spot on because you won't meet a bigger group of smug motherfuckers yeah. than the people on that fuck it won't cut it like TikTok account, especially. Oh my God, I... St- I- do not even look at that kind of shit. I can't. I cannot handle that. That's mm-hmm. that is the stuff that makes me cringe out of my skin. I saw a, a tweet. I don't. I don't know if I can find it. But today, that I thought kind of related to that, and it was like nobody else can touch the superiority complex of like millennials who are like, even though you're vaccine, no one not vaccinated, like no one is allowed to leave the house for at least five more years. And it's just like, just tell us you have no friends and <laughs> shut the fuck up, please. Yeah, I've, especially with student groups, people who are like figureheads in student groups, I'm like, are, really? Really? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I want to be clear. I am all for being safe and promoting safety. But once we're vaccinated, hang out with your boys all you want. <laughs> we're having full, uh, be, have big ass parties as long as everyone there is vaccinated have them indoors be two inches apart from each other have people making out in the corner it's just like no holds barred please have fun for me don't don't shit on other people's fun 
once they're vaccinated and it's safe to do so because we deserve to have fun, goddammit. Yeah, I, I want to emphasize for Liam. Do that for Liam. Please. I need it. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> no. Sophia wants you to sit inside and be quiet and never yeah, talk to Yeah, I anyone. want you to be fucking depressed all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I'm actually going to have a very hard time reintegrating in society, partly out of caution because I've been so conditioned for the past year, over Mm -hmm. a year straight, to stay the fuck away from everybody, but also the social anxiety we talked about in our previous episode. Yeah, that's the thing. I I feel like I have like a Jekyll and Hyde in my head because one part of me is like, I want to go out every night and and be crammed. I want 40 of us shoved in a broom closet together where there is just no room to even breathe. You're and like I want... you're like my tongue has no place other than the floor of Target. Exactly. That's exactly what I want. You know what I mean? And so that that's like half of me. And the other half is like I am terrified to leave my room. Yep. And, and if I'm going to see anyone besides my girlfriend, I will have a panic attack on the sidewalk. Yeah, so, I have very so little in between. <laughs> so it's it's I I don't know what what I'm going to do. We're, I guess we'll find out when the moment comes. I had the past week I have been violently craving all this social shit that i've avoided when it's available like like clubbing uh doing like stupid late night shit with my friends just get basically just getting into trouble and Mm -hmm. uh running wild on a college campus and it occurred to me that pretty much all my friends are graduating this semester and they're never going to have that opportunity again but your girl bought herself another one because of a gap semester so i get to live out my crazy college days yeah but i probably won't (laughs) it's funny like you bought yourself three months of freedom and then right back into the hole yep (laughs) that is adulthood the abyss um yeah you're probably gonna be pretty busy last semester though right because you have to do like a thesis and stuff yeah i don't let, let, let's not talk about that <laughs> part of it, you know? We don't have to get into that. No, I actually budgeted things well because I'm doing it over... I'm starting research over the summer. And mm-hmm. the shit that I'll be doing in the fall is just going to be easy. And, like, I'm not going to be taking hard classes. Uh, mm-hmm. And above all of that, I really don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> so... So what you're saying is we can go out and party every <laughs> night. That's what I'm saying. We can go to Target, tongues out with the boys. Fuck yeah. I have I maybe you'll know more about this than I do. Um when you say like you don't care anymore, it got me thinking, does your GPA if you're not applying to grad school, do employers actually care about your GPA like at all? If you ask me that question today, the answer is no, because I'm... (laughs) Because I don't want to care about it. Right. Um, I actually don't think it does for the kind of stuff we want to do. Yeah, right. uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to grad school. You can't force me to. Even if you said to me, here's all the money to do it, like, the time is worse. Uh, Oh, my God. Can you imagine... 
finishing college and then having a couple more years of like a harder version part of me is i i get it just because i don't feel rare to like get a job that sounds way scarier like trying to go out into the workforce and get a job so i would rather just put it off another like two years and let me do this thing that yeah is gonna suck but at least it's not scary and like i i it's a known entity that i can deal with no since sophomore year i've been like freshman year i walked in i was like wow i got all a's this semester i'm gonna get my phd (laughs) and then second semester happened um Part of me, part of me likes the idea of getting a PhD. And then I remember like at the end of a regular undergrad semester, I'm so burned out that I just like never want to even read a book or anything ever again. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. If I want the title, I want to be a, that's it. I want the title. Call me doctor. Like, (laughs) you know what it is? It's Liam at the beginning of the semester is like, yeah, you know, I'll probably just cruise through this semester, get my undergrad, then go to graduate school, then, you know, get my PhD, become a doctor. Maybe, maybe I'll come back and teach then, just for the, the love of the craft. You know, I don't know. And then Liam at the end of the semester is just like, I, I would be okay with being homeless, probably, if I didn't have to get a job. Like, I, I I'd could, manage. I would I would be okay, I think. I'm resourceful, yeah. Um, I'm not picky about what I eat. You know, I, I, could, I could make it. No, I really don't want to continue. I want to jump into the workforce and yeah, I feel a lot better when I'm at my own accord, my own jurisdiction. And mm-hmm. with the kind of work that you and I want to do, it's creative stuff. So you work yeah. a job that keeps you going until you find a good job in your field. And well, so are, are you looking for like the nine to five steady paycheck or do you want the, the, the freelance biz? Well, my plan as of now, because I want to do something in fashion, yeah, work at like Madewell. I like their brand a lot and mm-hmm. they have- And like PR? Yeah, they have like consulting positions and styling positions, but that starts- on. I hope this isn't boring people who are listening to this. Um, it's life. not boring me, and that's <laughs> but, okay. That's all that matters. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, you if you start in retail, like literally storefront, hanging things up, being a manager, mm-hmm. whatever, there's a lot of room for growth if you want to work within the company. That's cool. Yeah. So, I have a significant other who is planning on going to grad school. Mm-hmm. if not this year the year after and i'll probably just get a job with some brand that i want to do work with wherever he ends up mm-hmm. and i'll do freelancing on the side so that way if an opportunity came up that you have with writing like stuff on yeah your that'd be fucking awesome the onion mm. but <laughs> <laughs> i don't or gq we're not i'm not settling um <laughs> but because of how unlikely that is, I think sticking with a retail job just for financial stability and then doing freelance gigs on the side makes the most sense. Very smart. She's Thank got it you. all figured out, ladies and gentlemen. Watch me crash and burn. <laughs> no, you're going to no. do great. Um, yeah, she's gonna but... She's going to be so successful. Oh, of course. No, but I... Yeah, I'm doing research this summer, though, because I do actually want to do a thesis and I won't be able to do an honors thesis because I'm graduating in December. So and to me, hate people who graduate in December, 
I do too, <laughs> myself included. So like, I don't want to go to grad school, but I do want to just have one last hurrah academically. So that's how I'm satisfying that. Mm-hmm. Might not sound you. smart in this podcast, but there are gears turning in this mind. I'm I'm proud of you. Good for you. Thank you. Um, Enough give, about me. I wanted to talk about... Uh, I I already know the answer, but have you been watching the the QAnon documentary on documentary series on HBO. I have not been watching this. What a shocker. Um, (laughs) So I've been watching it. Are you familiar with QAnon? Unfortunately. Yeah. I think most people are at this point, but if you don't know, QAnon is this big internet, like right wing conspiracy theory uh, that was largely like its supporters were largely behind the, the riot at the Capitol in January. And it all kind of revolves around there was this person named uh, like Q who was posting on 8chan, uh, supposedly like insider information straight from like the desk of Donald Trump. Like there was supposedly someone really high up in the Trump uh, organization that was like leaking information. Um, and the whole kind of premise of the documentary, it takes place. They filmed it and did it over three years. And they're trying to, like, figure out who Q is, like, who the guy behind it is. And the ending, it's, I found it so funny because it's basically, like, three years of meticulous, like, research and, like, investigating, trying to figure out who it is. And then the guy who it is just, like, accidentally admits to it on camera at, like, the very end. And I was, like, dying laughing. That's the best. It's six hours leading up to a guy just be like oh fuck like on camera like accidentally slipping up and admitting that it was him the whole time i always feel badly when people come up with like scientific theories or just generalized claims that have had centuries of people working on it trying to come up with the most accurate answer possible Mm mm-hmm and then, like, some random person shows up in a lab and proves it wrong accidentally. <laughs> I'm like, you just, you just pwned science. You just like, made, in the general, scient- yeah. The scientific community, you just made them your bitch. Yeah, they, you, they you just to you. dominated <laughs> the entire research community in one breath. Mm-hmm. I love that. Those people are my heroes. Not the QAnon guy, but... No, he's a weird dude. Who is he? Um, his name is Ron. Uh, and his, his dad owns uh, 8chan, which is where Q was posting. Um, and even in the documentary, they don't, they don't like say outright in the documentary, like, yeah, it was him. But like they do, they're like, yeah, they, you know what I mean? They don't yeah. spell it out explicitly, but they're like, yeah, it's definitely this guy. Um, and then, like, a week after the documentary started airing, the guy admitted that, like, yeah, oh. I was, me and my dad, like, made up Q, and it was us, like, the whole time. Would you consider doing conspiracy theories with your father as a form of bonding? Um, no, because I don't think my dad would be a very fun person to do conspiracy <laughs> theories. I would do conspiracy theories all by my G-dang self. You probably and do. I think... Like, when I think about the kind of stuff I would want to make, I think, like, doing deep dives into, like, conspiracy theory shit 
and like taking it very seriously and trying to investigate it to like find any like semblance of truth in it. You, like you're not like trying to actually take it seriously, but like you know what I'm talking about. Like that'd yeah. be so fun and interesting to me. Like I love yeah. stuff like that. I got a book about conspiracy theories from one of my neighbors as a birthday gift, and I, it really made me look at myself and just think, what am I doing with my life? That made her think, oh, Sophia would love this. <laughs> this is something you'd be really into. Yeah, I think I was like 15, too. Yeah. The QAnon stuff, though, is like crazy. Do you have any relatives or like people on Facebook who have gotten sucked into that? No, actually. I, I think I have... Uh, <laughs> I think I have a relative who entertains it, but he's not completely wrapped up in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have any relatives, but I I do have uh, like people I'm friends with on Facebook who they won't like say QAnon specifically, but they'll share all of the like conspiracy theories that like go along with that. Yeah, we uh, talked. Yeah. We were talking about QAnon today, actually, in one of my classes because. Oh yeah. I always talk about it because it's interesting as hell, my medieval history course. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were, we were talking about um, in like early modern Europe, all the witch trials and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they'd gone on sporadically for like a 500 year period and then just kind of stopped because rational thought, philosophical theory, scientific theory like all of these developments were Mm -hmm. happening in society that kind of like eradicated their need to explain certain things through witchcraft as the justification i'm glad that it only took us 300 years for us to calm down a little bit well so what i said in class like i my one participation in class today (laughs) um was that it's insane to me that that was just accepted for five whole ass centuries Mm -hmm. and then a couple scientific theories came out and a couple people put out pamphlets about thought and the world was just like oh yeah never mind oh you know i was i was gonna burn that woman to the stake but then i read this very informative pamphlet and now i'm not so (laughs) sure yeah like it's just crazy to me that actually that's something funny i always give very simple thoughts in that class because people like to listen to themselves talk so i try Mm -hmm. to like bring it back down short and sweet oh yeah and they always pop off in the chat and they're like oh my god good point that is so so true true. holy shit like i go viral in that class every (laughs) week because i just say like one sentence without big words you know, just to build off that, I yeah, like that piggybacking kind of off of that. There you go. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah. I just like I can't. The QAnon stuff is so wild to me, and like right? yeah. these guys are like the biggest pieces of shit on earth because they were essentially just like doing it for money, basically, because it was bringing so much traffic to their website, uh, and they like figured that out, and that's why they like kept it going and like just did not care at all about the consequences it sounds like that's Uh, what uh the daily free press was just doing too yes QAnon and the daily free press are more (laughs) or less exactly the same i would say well my professor said um she made a cut like i said she made a comment about QAnon in that discussion we were having and she was like oh and if like if any of you follow that conspiracy group i'm sorry i don't want to actually 
never mind fuck that <laughs> i was like yeah. that. yep <laughs> i'm not I, sorry at all <laughs> yeah i was like thank you for your retraction <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah fuck those people we yield them no ground they oh can... if you want to yeah if you want to spiral even further into depression thinking about all of the shit that mm -hmm. happens on the dark web and well and, oh like the kind of not scariest part of it all but like when i was watching it at the beginning and they were describing like how people get sucked in my reaction was like oh like i get it like i yeah. i understand yeah. how this could suck like even i was thinking about myself like i if in a different life where I am born into a different set of circumstance, I understand how something like this could like suck me in because the whole thing is once you buy even like the most basic uh, kind of almost innocuous principle of it, everything else you see after that, even if it doesn't, even if it goes against maybe on the surface, you find a way to justify it, to like reaffirm your opinion. And because yeah. like the whole thing is they they think that there's this big conspiracy out there to like shut them down. And so whenever like they get taken down on Twitter for saying like, you know, hateful stuff. It just fuels it. They're like, that's the conspiracy at yeah. work. And I in my head, I was comparing it to the the GameStop stuff that went down mm -hmm. a couple months ago that I was kind of totally sucked into, which is like not nearly as dangerous or, you know, as harmful as that. But, like, I kind of got sucked into that a little bit where everyone was always, like, they're controlling the stock. They're, you know what I mean? They're manipulating it from behind. And, like, everything you see just reaffirms that position. And you kind of stop thinking critically about it. And you're like, maybe not everything is directly. I don't know. But right. that, that was just my reaction to watching it at first. It was like, I, I get it. I could see how this could, like, suck people in. And then you're kind of just like, you know, uh, you're in it and you're kind of gone. There's no coming back because everything you see from that point on just makes you dig deeper. Yeah. And like U.S. political culture is just a vacuum of people saying, no, 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 you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong here. We're going to I mean, <laughs> in terms of like a in a two-party system i was <laughs> trying so hard to avoid saying that but i just i can't um mm -hmm. no in a fucking two-party system when power flips it turns into oh see what they're doing look what they're doing see 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 this is why we have to be empowered they're after us they're trying to silence us they're trying to dismantle any authority that we have and then an election happens and then it's the reverse and it's just mm. an endless vacuum of that and that's pretty much the same way those groups gain ground because anytime they're banned from an online platform they're like oh see it's those people they have control they're funneling information mm -hmm. they're manipulating it yeah and it's as someone on the sidelines watching it's really frustrating and scary Yes. Look, I want to be clear, though. I don't want to fucking both sides the two-party system. There is very clearly one party that is much worse than the other. Really? Which one is that? I mean, <laughs> I, just, just off of a base observation, if, I, if you're going to twist my arm no. and make me pick one, I, would, I guess I would have to go with the Republican Party by a hair. No, they're 
fucking terrible. And that's not to say the Democrats are good. I don't like Democrats. Yeah. But God, do they not even compare to the Republican Party. I gotta say, I hate both for different reasons. Yeah, I hate one more, though. I think yeah. I feel that's oh, fair to say. Yeah, I'm willing to support you. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> just I, a little. Just a little. Um, I've got one more story from the past week that I thought was particularly notable. Uh, Facebook was hacked and half a billion people's names and phone numbers connected to them were just posted on the internet just like out there for anyone to read so define out there i i think like you can i don't know if you can just like you can't like google it but like if we wanted to i bet like on the dark web or something we could we could track them down um so my question for you is who who are we using this data leak to contact first to get, you know give them a uh, their home a call and just you know chat and see what's going on who who's on our dream list do we just call up whenever we want on their landline or their cell phone because I mean, that's I, very different um different vibes i think i does anyone even have a landline who the fuck are we going to call that has a i guess Meryl Streep is is the one person still around that I could see owning a landline, and that's probably it. My senior AP lit teacher probably has one too, so we could call her. Oh, how could we forget about her too? Of right. course. Um, I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio, but I've already got his number, so. Yeah, how often do you and Leo chat? <laughs> In my mind, constantly. (laughs) Cannot speak for him. That's actually a great question, though. Like, if you could call anyone on the phone just for one conversation, who would it be? And you don't know. Um, The rules are that you don't know how long the conversation's going to go, and you don't even know if they're going to answer. So you have to be willing to talk to anyone who could be around. So I don't, it's not a person, it's a number. Is that what? what you're saying? No, like, um, let me think. So, I mean, Gigi Hadid lives with Zayn Malik. So you might get, so you just, you get their, you don't yeah, get so Gigi if, Hadid, if I you get call, their if number. If I call up my girl G and she's in the shower, Zayn mm. might answer. And I have to be okay with that somehow. Yeah. Honestly, that's my answer, Zayn Malik. Who could have predicted this? <laughs> Just for today. Like, this is because I'm put on the spot. I'm sure after we finish recording, I'll have, yeah. like, a whole ass list. Okay, I want... Who do you want to call? I want the Hanks household. Because either I get Tom <laughs> Hanks and we get to have a fun conversation. Or I get Chet Hanks and we have a very different but still interesting conversation. What would you and Tom Hanks have to talk about? Uh, his storied film career. I could pitch him some movie ideas I had. Maybe That's we work true. together in the future. And if it's me and Chet, we discuss White Boy Summer. And, All right, and I'm his, fine with that. What his plans for White Boy Summer are? You know, uh, I gotta make sure that uh, I'm prepared, and you know, I'm I've got the right aesthetic for it. I think that's actually a great answer. I actually, like, I don't even know what Chet Hanks looks like. I just know him from the white boy summer shit. His name's Chet. That's all you need to know. You know, Tom Hanks... And his dad is fucking Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks really does not strike me as the kind of guy who would name his son Chet. Do you remember 
when Tom Hanks was like the first celebrity to get COVID and we were all like, he's oh, going to fucking die. I do remember that. He was just chilling at home. He was like, <laughs> I, I remember okay. I posted about it on my Instagram story oh, that's and I remember exactly what the caption was. It was the CNN like headline, like Tom Hanks has COVID and my caption was, this has officially gone too far. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, you sweet child, I'm, if only you knew. Yeah, if only the CDC had listened to your urgent call. Yeah. And maybe they would have taken action then, but... But no. Yeah, you could have prevented this whole mess, but... I people... Guys, I called it. What can I say? I predicted COVID. <laughs> You knew. Um, how, hmm? No, I was just like, how did I know before everyone else did? I'm just that good. Um, we also have to revisit, unless you have more to say on that, um, the Lil Nas X situation. Number one on the billboard, baby. <laughs> yeah, we I... mentioned this in our last episode. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't think I really thought it would go where it went. Really? Yeah. I when I mentioned it with the shoes, I thought that was going to be like a funny like week-long thing, but it turned into a serious like legal battle or something. Oh, I, I, I even forgot about the controversy with the shoes. Yeah. yeah, Nike, they're not releasing the shoes anymore, right? Cuz Nike is suing him. Yeah, and he was so funny because he went on he was acting the way we would act if we were on Twitter being sued mm-hmm. by fucking Nike. And yeah. just, like, putting up all these shit posts and memes about, like, me at the Nike headquarters tomorrow. He's a savage. Like... He... I love him so I much. I have so my, much respect for him. My favorite tweet about the shoes, did you see the one he was... It was, like, the caption was okay to make you guys happy. And it was the same Nike shoes, but, like, the Chick-fil-A logo on it. And then, like, John 316 yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. Um... But this song, it's number one on Billboard this week. He was tweeting about it just a couple hours ago. I'm I'm happy for him. Amazing. He gave Satan a lap dance. Like, mm-hmm. He really it, is just like completely unbothered. Like the memes. I love him. He is a top tier meme god, I would say. He, yeah, he was like, I'm on Twitter all day. I have nothing else to do. And I was like, you also have a music career that's like <laughs> killing it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. no he i'm just now i'm on his twitter just like scrolling and yeah. it's all memes it's so funny it's one person posted it's a photoshop of patrick like from uh spongebob in his like demon outfit like riding down the pole and it's little not sex with the caption just like let's go gay agenda it's well, just I mean, like yeah, shit it, posting it, it, this situation was making me think what I would do if I... Because he's pretty much my age. I think he's a year older, mm-hmm. if not the same age. And I was like, I would probably also just be... I don't even know what word to use. Mm-hmm. Unhinged like that. Just he's living his life. And mm-hmm. I don't think I would change really anything. If I was in that position of power, I would I would just produce a music video where I'm giving Satan a lap dance, <laughs> live out my dream. Um, it's so funny. I actually I want to retract what the funniest thing I saw was the the actual funniest thing he's posted 
in the past week was so do you remember when justin bieber when uh yummy came out and <laughs> i was thinking about that song today and why <laughs> well and justin so he was trying to promote it to get it to be like the number one song on billboard and he was getting kind of like desperate and it's kind of sad to watch and he posted this like infographic and it was like how to help justin make yummy the number one song in the world and it was like put on the song before you go to bed so it plays all night like on repeat and then like make sure to tell your friends to stream yummy on these platforms because they like count more for billboard it was like kind of sad and then this past week Lil Nas uh he it was that infographic but he like really shittily photoshopped his face over Justin's and then like instead of yummy he like crossed it out and wrote uh uh, Montero, how to get Montero to the top, and it, it's just like so funny because this is like another industry person who he might like work with someday, but he's just completely unbothered and like trolling them on Twitter. He gives no shits. I like that you just use the word shittily. Um, Justin had to do that. That was not a good song. I'm sorry. I I love Justin. Uh, I think he's actually very talented. I've seen him. I went to a concert for a friend's birthday party and I was one of those people who's like, fuck Justin Bieber. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. I, I was too good for that. His concert was so good. He's such a good performer. I, I think was like, he's a... I'm down with this, but that song, oh my God. Yeah, like he good. needed, he needed to do that to scratch the surface of it. Like that wasn't even, it was yeah. a travesty. I think, like, Justin, I think he's a good vocalist. Like, that's where I put his biggest strength. Um, yeah. I I question his songwriting skills. Uh, like, some of some of his songs I like. Uh, like, I think Holy with Chance. Uh, I really like that song a lot, actually. Yeah, he's, um, a, he's good to collab with, I think. That's what it, yeah, I, I haven't think... done it. <laughs> I'm mm. not speaking from experience, but... He's a good featured artist. I think actually Chance is the same way. I like it. Yeah. I like Chance a lot more when he's featured on with other people than I can appreciate Chance's solo stuff, but it's not something I really listen to on my own. Yeah. Uh, the other person I feel that way about is uh, Lil Yachty. I yeah, really, we've I talked love, about that. Yeah. Have we? Yeah. I, I, I like Lil Yachty a lot. And I, I, again, I appreciate his solo stuff, but I think he's, I always like it when he's like featured on stuff. Rihanna doesn't count because Rihanna's solo career is untouchable and Rihanna as a featured artist is untouchable. Has Rihanna even been on a song in like the past five years? That's a good question, actually. When was the last time Rihanna put, here, I'm pulling up her Wikipedia page. When was I met she, girl, we need you. <laughs> No, she her music is timeless. I can listen to the same stuff over and over Here if I have go. to. Like, but any song with Rihanna in it is automatically a banger. Like, you can skip the rest of the song, just go to her part, and it's fine. The last album she released was 2016. Oh, so it's been five years. Yeah, she did Loyalty on Damn in 2017. Rihanna's a Mozart? I didn't know Rihanna was on that song. Yeah. He's, I mean, he, you know, 
I don't even need to make Kendrick my one celebrity phone call person because I just mm-hmm. he I feel like spirit he be, is with me. What <laughs> I feel like he would be so interesting to talk to. I fucking love him. I if you're listening, call me, please. Kendrick, <laughs> please. Yeah, she needs uh, it. She needs yeah. it bad. Yeah, she's been featured on a couple things since then. Okay. But, like, nothing super major. She doesn't need to. Like, she's been doing a cloth- makeup line, clothing line. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Fenty Beauty. That's I think she's it. been acting a little bit, too. Pop uh, off. Girl, do it all. Like, nobody dislikes Rihanna. I don't know anyone who does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was in that Ocean's 8 movie. And then her and Donald Glover were in... It, it's a movie, but it's only like 50 minutes long, I think. It's called Guava Island. It was pretty good. It's perfect um, for my attention span. Um, you know who's funny as fuck? The who? Weeknd, which is very is surprising. Really? Yeah. No, I bet he is. That doesn't surprise me, actually. Yeah. I mean, he's always like on something different. Mm-hmm. So it's just whatever whatever chemicals he's putting in his body that day. What is that um, based on? Like, what have you seen him that made you go, ha, 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 ha? My friend, my friend made me watch a clip of him, and I haven't seen Uncut Gems. Um, no? But he's in it. The Weeknd is in Uncut Gems? Yeah. He has a cameo. Well, it, have, Did you, you see seen the it? movie? I've seen it a couple times. I don't remember him. Yeah, he has, like... He's like an up and coming artist playing like a version of himself. Oh, yes. Yeah. I but, do remember him. Yeah, but um he's also done random stuff on SNL. That's just hilarious. He is funny on SNL, yeah. I've yeah, seen I don't, the sketches he's done then. I don't know how much of it is like it's funny because it's him doing humor or mm-hmm. if he is legitimately funny as a person, but uh I bet I don't know. I bet he's. I think he would probably be talented. Uncut Gems has a weird cast, man, because it also has um, Kevin Garnett. Isn't that movie? Uh, I heard that that movie made Adam Sandler like an established thespian. Oh, like, he's that fantastic. Was his impressive, yeah. He's so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, he he's really really good. It's an intense movie. Mm-hmm. I you're like. I think everyone kind of says the same thing, but you're like stressed the entire time you're watching it. Good. It's just really intense. I like that. Um, You know what movie talking about like comedians uh, branching out into roles. Uh, I watched promising young woman recently. Have you heard about that movie? My mom was hyping that up and I haven't seen it. Um, Well, I'll give you the general premise is uh, this woman who like goes to bars and acts like super drunk and like waits for dudes to like take her home. Uh, And then she basically like murders rapists and like, you know, uh, so it's like metal as fuck. And it's a really cool idea. Um, But Bo Burnham is in the movie and he plays like the love interest, but it's, He's he's really really good in the movie, and it's a very it's a cool like what they do with the character. It's a cool subversion on like what you would expect from Bo Burnham, who like everyone loves so much. It's a it's a really good movie. When Lady Gaga got an Oscar nom for *Stars Born*, I was rooting for her so hard because <laughs> I was just like 
like she's so dramatic just in general yeah and she was legitimately amazing in that movie and i was like this is for her is probably an out-of-body experience she yeah. seems like you know she seems like the kind of person who really feels everything mm-hmm. to like an insane degree like you can just tell that from how she is and i was i want honestly i wanted her to win that whether i thought she deserved it or not mm-hmm. just so that she could have that experience no she's actually like a really talented like, so actress sweet. i think yeah she that was that movie with um adam driver that they're filming right now yeah i'm excited for that she I looks saw... like someone i would run into at the italian supermarket <laughs> it's so crazy uh i saw a tweet this past week and it was because she was also on i think a couple seasons of american horror story back when that yeah. was like, big yeah and they were like Oh my God, why did no one tell me that the girl from American Horror Story makes music? Oh my God. And they were like so excited. Uh, and that was pretty funny. But yeah, in case people didn't know, the girl from American Horror Story does indeed make music. Yeah, she has, she has a couple Grammys, I think. Does she? Isn't that wild? This, this little indie artist, Lady Gaga. I don't know Ste- if Stephanie like gazpacho like what <laughs> holy shit i just pulled up her filmography she has like a lot of acting credits i know that's what i'm saying she's incredible she was in an episode of the sopranos as uh, like was. an extra back in 2001 good for her wow all right we we've we're at the end of the hour anyway and i i cannot yeah, think so of shout, a better shout out to that girl from the sopranos for making it big <laughs> yeah Honestly, I can't think of a better topic to end on than Lady Gaga. True. Like, oh, I, I, I can. Yeah. What would you? You know what? You can redivert the conversation for the ending if you'd like to end on something else. I'm leaving anyone listening with a tag. Wait, wait, wait! I didn't get to say my thing that I say. If you're, if this is gonna be the last Jesus line. Jesus Christ! Say it. Sophia, do you have any, any, any? You know what? Just say it. I don't care. Well, now I want to say that I'm sorry um, for ruining your hopes and dreams. But Thank also, you. if your doctor ever prescribes a medication that you're uncertain about and want to learn more, look up the subreddit for it and you'll get very credible, relevant information. And you or can just, thank me later. Or just fucking take it and see what happens. Take five do your of own, them. Do take, your own research. Take as many as you want. Yeah, self-dose. Like, <laughs> All right. Have fun. <laughs>